Hello and welcome back to Read This Next with Laura and Nicole this week. Yay! Yay! We are (laughs) kicking off Pride by bringing back Laura. (laughs) Actually, I guess we kicked off Pride last episode with LGBTQ fiction. Uh, And this week we are doing LGBTQ comics because they have so many. (laughs) Yes. We're continuing, we're continuing the pride, joy, and excitement mm-hmm. by bringing me back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just talk myself. <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah. very, I'm, I'm very excited. It's going to be good. Just like old time. It's nice to be, yeah, nice to be, nice to be back. Um, I've certainly missed the hearing about all the new titles. Mm-hmm. So Nicole made this list up for us. I'm excited to hear what there is. And maybe it will even help motivate me to read more because someone at home with a small baby, <laughs> I have to admit, I have done very little reading in the last five months. Hey, things come up. Some things are more important than reading, if you can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that is true. That's true. Fair enough. Yeah. I will say the one thing about, uh, I, obviously the people listening and watching don't know this, but Laura and I do like, a lot of the work together laura made a lot of the lists and she was posting to goodreads and also on our blog now that she's gone i'm doing that and i'm like oh man i hope these are good (laughs) (laughs) so i hope this is up to your standards (laughs) oh i'm sure it's it will be delightful yeah this first one looks delightful so let's get into it yeah okay uh this first one is called the princess and the grilled cheese sandwich the cover super cute it's by dea muniz uh okay lady camabert wants to live life on her own terms without marriage well without marrying a man that is but the law of the (laughs) land is that women cannot inherit so when her father passes away she does the only thing she can she disguises herself as a man and moves to the capital city of the kingdom of fromage cheese. Yes, that's what I... <laughs> I like that. When it was, she was Lady Camembert, I was like, this is how cheese. Is it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, that's cute. Uh, so she goes to the kingdom of fromage to start over as Count Camembert. But it's hard to keep a low profile when the beautiful Princess Brie, with her fierce activism and great sense of fashion, catches her attention. Camembert can't resist getting to know the princess, but as the two grow closer, will she be able to keep her secret? A romantic comedy about mistaken identity, true love, and lots of grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. It sounds very, um, like, Shakespearean. Yeah gender bending sort of thing right yeah a very simple premise too i like it yeah there's i guess is that one ya yeah most of these are ya i think there's maybe one or two that are juvenile but they're all ya the we didn't get a based on what i was searching i couldn't find a ton of adult ones that were new um Sure. I will say that this one follows a theme that was coming up with a lot of the graphic novels. There's a lot of books about food and a lot of books about sports that came out this year. Food, food, and sports. Okay. I don't know why, okay. but you'll see later there's another one about food. So, yeah. 
I mean, I, I don't know if I would be the, the, the cheese thing. <laughs> I don't want to say it turns me off, but it feels, it makes it feel a little cheesy, silly. <laughs> can help you solving. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if that that kind of maybe makes me less likely to pick it up, but I'm sure for other people that would be a draw. For me it's definitely a draw. This looks like <laughs> this looks it kind of like event, adventure time-ish where like the the candy um kingdom, but this is a cheese kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have read I did read a really great juvenile book years ago called Hamish X and the Cheese Pirates. I like that. So I do know that cheese as a major plot point can be done well. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Next one. Project Not by Chelsea Ferretti. Okay. This one's a debut. Ren Mattel's last memory in the year 1996 is getting on a bus to visit his mystery pen pal, Georgia. He wakes up in 2122. He thinks he might be hallucinating. Dot, dot, dot. He's not. <laughs> Tech conglomerate Chronotech sponsors a time travel program to help students in 2122 learn what history was really like from real life subjects who've been transported into the future. And Ren is one of them. I have to say, that sounds like terrible. Yeah. They didn't think about the ramifications of that at all. Yeah, that's terrible. That seems like a recipe for trouble. But okay. And then like, did they, well, maybe we're digging a little bit too deep into this like light romantic comedy. Let Fair me finish enough. the description. <laughs> in, tw in 2122, Ren's life in the 1990s is practically ancient history. I would say it is ancient history. And Ren's not sure how to feel about that. On top of it all, he learns that his memory will be wiped of all things 2122 before he's sent back to the 90s. Okay, so mm -hmm. they do send him back. Adding to Ren's complicated feels, he's forming a crush on his student guide, Mars. And when he crosses paths with the absolute last person he expected to see in the future, he has a bigger problem on his hands. What if Chronotech isn't the benevolent organization they claim to be, and he and his fellow subjects are in great danger? Oh, interesting. It's Elon Musk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, like, quick... Like, who is the who is the villainous tech person in the present day that you wouldn't want to see in the future? Elon Musk. He's been ripped from the 2020s. I mean, he wouldn't be able to cause any more problems here. That's not so bad. True. <laughs> True. Anyway, sounds fun. Yeah. I, although it's interesting. Okay, it does say the description says that it is a fast-paced time travel adventure. Mm. Oh, and it started off as a webcomic. Yeah, with a hint of romance. Because I was like, this is like a lot of plot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I guess that's, yeah, a lot of plot. It's an adventure. Especially that sounds for a graphic cool. novel. I know. Like, that's like a complex premise. I wonder. But Sorry. Some webcomics, like, run for a long time, right? So... That kind of does make sense. Yeah. It's interesting that I wonder just because it's image based, maybe they obviously they don't have to communicate as much like what the like, you know, when you go into a time travel, you're like, here's how it's different. Woo. Yeah. This one. You can just yeah. They can just kind of show and not tell. Wow. <laughs> wow. I do want to. I mean, I would read that novel. Yeah. 
I'll read the graphic novel. There you go. Hey, if you're looking there to get back into reading. <laughs> I know. Comics are a great way to do that. Absolutely. FYI. FYI, for those who yeah. don't know. Okay. This next one is also a webcomic. Okay. This is Crumbs uh, by Danny. Maybe Danny. I think it's Danny, though. Sterling. Uh, falling in love just got sweeter. See, we got another food one. In a very mm -hmm. special town, there's an even more unusual... Uh, yeah, I think I'm supposed to skip that first paragraph, so I'm going to do that. In a very special town, okay. there's an even more unusual bakery with a selection of baked treats handcrafted to help your dreams come true. For Ray, a quiet young woman with special powers of her own, the order is always the same. A hot tea with a uh, delicious side of romance. When Ray meets Lori, the kind barista who aspires to be a professional musician, she gets a real taste of love for the first time. But even with a spark of magic, romance isn't so simple. Both Ray and Lori are chasing their own dreams, and even when Ray starts to see the future, she can't. Pre even when Ray starts to see the future, she can't predict her fate with Lori. I should not have skipped that first paragraph. It says Ray, a young seer. <laughs> struggling with her powers discovers first love and friendship in her town's magic bakery and that explains she can see the future but yeah it's from web too yeah. so pretty cool yeah i mean i've certainly like the i feel like i have seen the food with magical powers thing mm -hmm. plot before but it's interesting that that's kind of mixed with sort of a classic romance thing where the two people come together but then possibly their futures will lead them in different directions mm -hmm. so kind of combining those two different plot ideas yeah it sounds it sounds yeah. cute and the art style looks like it'll be cute too yeah very sweet okay um my the next one we move away from the cute yes yeah okay this is called the oja waja it's oja waja Oja Woja? Yeah, that would make more yeah. sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay. Um, by Magdalene Visagio and Jen St. Orange. My apologies <laughs> for messing up the title and the name. <laughs> but carrying on. <laughs> a coming-of-age story about the transformative power of friendship and an immortal demon with the power to take over the world. Classic. Welcome to Bolingbrook. It's a small town just like any other. Or so 8th graders Val and Lainey think. They're the best of friends. They love the same comics, they watch the same shows, and they're always there for each other. Which is important when you're queer like Lainey, or on the spectrum like Val, and just don't seem to fit in anywhere. When a school project about their hometown's supernatural history leads to a for real ghost sighting, Val and Lainey realize Bolingbrook might not be as boring as they've always thought. But after a run-in with the resident middle school queen bee, who also happens to be Lainey's former friend, they decide to take things to the next level and accidentally summon the, what did we say, Oja Wolga? Yeah. <laughs> a demonic presence connected to a slew of mysterious tragedies throughout Bolingbrook's sordid history, sordid history. Now all heck is broken loose. <laughs> this is the juvenile with the one. <laughs> With the whole town acting weird and nowhere left to turn, it's going to be up to Val, Lainey, and their small group of friends to return things to normal, if normal is even something they want to return to. Mm. Well, that sounds delightful. It does. Yeah, the heck really solidifies that it's a juvenile one. It does. It really, it really like, solidifies the tone, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, very adventure, very yeah. Gravity Falls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, very Gravity Falls. I miss Gravity Falls. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> okay. This next one, another food one. You, you were right. Trendy. Yeah. Trendy. Um, okay. Dylan Tang wants, uh, okay, wait. Dylan Tang wants to admit. You should tell us what it's called first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is Baked Dates and Mooncakes by Cher Lee. <laughs> okay, now I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. Dylan Tang wants to win a mid-autumn festival mooncake making competition for teen chefs in memory of his mom and to bring much-needed publicity to his aunt's struggling Chinese takeout in Brooklyn. Enter Theo Summers, charming, wealthy, with a smile that makes Dylan's stomach do backflips, a.k.a. a distraction. Their worlds are sun and moon apart, but Theo keeps showing up. He even con uh, convinces Dylan to be his fake date, classic trope, we love that, at a family wedding in the Hamptons. In Theo's glittering world of pomp, privilege, and crazy rich drama, their romance is supposed to be just pretend, but Dylan finds himself falling for Theo. For real. Then, Theo's relatives reveal their true colors, but with the mooncake constant, uh, contest looming, Dylan can't risk being sidetracked by rich people problems. Can Dylan save his family business and follow his heart or will he fail to do both? So this, the top says it's Heartstopper meets Crazy crazy Rich Asians, but I feel like it's That's more um, to all the boys I've loved before mixed with Crazy sure. Rich Asians because there's fake dating. Yeah. yeah. Or is there fake no, dating in Heartstopper? I don't remember. I don't think there is. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. This is one I haven't actually read is that <laughs> one, unfortunately. Ah, uh, sounds very cute, though. It does. It has a corgi on the cover. Culture, culture flash, you know. Yeah. It does have a corgi on the cover. Yeah, and I love <laughs> the coloring of this. It's super cute. I won't, yeah. I won't lie, though. It, it, looks so it looks like a fiction book just based off the cover. Well, that's, I mean, we've talked before about the trend with romance novels to have these like drawn illustrated mm -hmm. covers. It's not surprising, you know, that it's starting to kind of, it's hard to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. um, okay, this next one. Oh, I'm so sorry. I gave you all the hard to pronounce ones. <laughs> I think it's Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation, Modao Zushi. Okay. And the name, you wanna... I can try it as well. Mojang sure. There we go. And this is volume one. There we go. Feared and hated for his sinister abilities, Wu Waxian, the Grand Master of Demonic Cultivation, was driven to his death when the most powerful clans united to destroy him. Thirteen years later, <laughs> Wu Waxian is reborn. Oops. <laughs> Summoned by a young man who sacrificed his soul in a forbidden ritual. He is now bound to seek vengeance on the stranger's behalf or risk the destruction of his own soul. But when an evil entity emerges, a familiar face from his past suddenly appears amidst the chaos, a powerful cultivator who will help shine a light on the dark truths that surround them. Cool. Okay. You know, they're never truly gone, those demonic entities, you know? Nope. You know what's interesting, though? There's always, this one's in the always some fool who's willing to bring them back. Why? <laughs> Just forget that they exist already. 
Sure. But that sounds interesting. And that's a series ongoing, presumably? Yeah. You know what's weird, though, is it's in the fiction section at our branch. But I don't know why, because it's I'm going to have to look at it, like physically look at it, because it's clearly a comic. It literally says the comic. <laughs> maybe maybe it's like an illustrated novel. Maybe. And kind of got put there by mistake. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, the apparently it is uh, a little bit of romance between the yeah. summoner and the summonee. So, yeah. Power dynamics, you know, you got to be careful with them. Yeah, and one of my teens read it and they can attest that it is good. I started calling oh. them my teens. <laughs> They're mine. So, yeah. 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 So we have a personal recommendation. Yeah, they were, they enjoyed it. Um, nice. Okay, so this next one we don't have yet, but we have copies on order. So it, I okay, believe it comes. Good. You can play this one on hold now. When it comes in, we'll call you. Yes. Or they'll call you. I won't because I'll be at home. An automated voicemail <laughs> will call you. <laughs> uh, this is Light Carries On by Ray Nadine. I remember to say the title. Wow. <laughs> uh, when Leon's camera unexpectedly breaks, he is forced to borrow one from his uh borrow a used one from his mom's antique store as he snaps the first picture the ghost of the camera's former owner is released and the two are inexplicably linked wow after taking <laughs> leon's body for an accidental joyride the ghost introduces Creepy. himself as cody oh he probably accidental possession yeah i was like inhabited is not the right word <laughs> possess um yeah so he introduces himself as cody a queer punk rocker who died decades ago of course he doesn't remember how he wound up dead but the two decide investigating might be the only way to end the haunting leon has been reeling from a recent breakup with his boyfriend recovering from his time in the military and trying to become a photographer who can afford to take pictures of something more than high school proms and weddings so being the only one able to see and talk to a ghost that died before cell phones, Wikipedia, or iTunes, iTunes seems like a dated reference. Yeah. It's Apple Music. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that was a mistake. Interesting. Uh, so anyways, that seems like a great way to fill his ample free time. The two get closer as they travel around Chicago, showing each other the landmarks of their past and trying to unearth the secrets around Cody's mysterious death. They discover they have much more in common than expected as they explore the complexities of life, love, and after death, taking breaks to jam out to tunes, hang out in planetariums, and slurp down tasty frozen beverages. How is the ghost doing these things? I don't know. I guess he's probably possessing him again for the actual, the like slurping tasty frozen beverages part. Yeah. I guess. It sounds cute. I'm, it does sound cute. And clashing of two worlds again. It doesn't, sure. It doesn't sound that urgent necessarily. Mm-hmm. They're trying to solve his death, but they're also taking time. And they're like, it's not that bad. I kind of like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I mean, I wonder that sort of thing. You feel like, how can there be a happy ending? Because it's a kind of falling for each other and one's a ghost. Yeah. Have you ever read um, the Mediator series by Meg Cabot or Cabot? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, that one is about a girl who falls in love with a ghost. And, and no spoilers, but I will spoil it because it's like 
30 or years old because now. it's from like the 90s yeah, yeah. um somehow <laughs> he turns into a human <laughs> and i was like whatever <laughs> oh yay <laughs> when you read it as a teenager you were just, I was like, just like yeah all right <laughs> this reminds me of um have you the, now i'm just referencing it just reminds me of other things have you ever watched julie and the phantoms no, but I have heard of Julian Phantom. It's supposed to be good, and sadly, it's only one season. Yeah, it's very cheesy, uh, but I liked it. I like just lighthearted things. So this is what that was. It's this girl who can see these dead punk rockers. I wouldn't say they're punk rock. They're a boy band. But um, yeah, same vibe, but this looks like they very cute. And it also sounds like older, like maybe it's more new adults right like with yeah. with him having already had like some military career yeah 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 i wonder how old they are in this one i don't know they sounded older Google right? okay i'll do i'll do the next one which is our last yeah. one um and once again food what did i say <laughs> yeah okay this one is called do you say basil or basil i say basil I say basil <laughs> basil and oregano Mix two parts the Great British Bake Off with one part magical boarding school plus a generous dash of romance, and you have basil and oregano, a sweetly delicious graphic novel. Portobello Magic Culinary Academy is the finest school for the art of cooking with magic, and Basil Aries is determined to be the top student. On the first day of her senior year, Arabella Oregano, the daughter of a renowned chef, joins the academy for her senior year as well. The two are instantly smitten with each other, but Basil senses there's something Arabella is hiding from her. Still, the two work together to stand out from the class as the end of the year culinary festival approaches. But when Arabella's secret is revealed, Basil is faced Basil, Basil, is faced <laughs> with the hardest decision of her life, which has the potential to throw her future aspirations in jeopardy. Yeah. Sounds super cute. Sounds delightful. Just like a cute little Yeah. Little snippet, yeah. magical school, always a good time. And it looks more like it's a, a manga rather than a comic. That's true. It does. Cool. But I don't know, based on the author's last name, which seems it could just it, be the style. Could be. Could be. It's very cute. Um, but yeah, you know what? Now that I said it, I, I said that there was sports as well. I didn't include a single sport one. <laughs> Check out Bell of the Ball, which is very good. Actually, we have a bit of time. Let me read the last one. Okay. Bell of the ball. No, it's, I think it's, um, it's soccer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is a young adult one and you were correct. That one that seemed a bit older is, yeah. um, adult. So is adult. Light carries on is adult. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is Bell of the ball by Mary Costa, Marie Costa, um, high school senior and notorious wallflower Hawkins finally works up the courage to remove her mascot mask and ask out her longtime uh, crush, Regina Moreno, head cheerleader, academic overachiever, and all-around popular girl. There's only one teensy problem. Regina is already dating Chloe Kita Kitagawa, athletic all-star and middling English student. I don't know what that means. Regina sees a perfectly self-serving opportunity here and asks the smitten asks the smitten Hawkins to tutor Chloe free of charge, knowing Hawkins will do anything to get closer. So she's not academically Gross. achieving. She's a middling. Yeah. I think that's what that meant. 
And while Regina's plan works at first, she doesn't realize that Hawkins and Chloe knew each other as kids when Hawkins went by Belle and wore princess dresses to school every single day. Before long, romance does start to blossom, but not with who you uh, expect. With Belle of the Ball, cartoonist Mariana Costa has reinvigorated satisfying, reliable tropes into your new favorite teen romantic comedy. Yeah, so. That's cute. Yeah. The girl who she likes sounds like a real piece of work, though. Yeah, Regina. Very manipulative. It reminds me of 10 Things I Hate About You a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the Regina will always harken back to Mean Girls. Oh, yes, of course. You don't give that character a name and make him a nice person. Yeah. Sorry to any. Sorry to the Reginas in the world. Unless you're in a book. If you're in a book or a movie, it's a choice. Real world, you're you're lovely. (laughs) We all have agency in the real world. Movies don't change. So there's your there's your sport your sporting yeah. one. Yeah. In addition to classic queer sports ones like um, check please right fence. and then fence. Yeah, those are good ones too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I can hear my my child. Okay, has awoken. All right. Well, then <laughs> I'll quickly wrap us up and we will be done. Sure. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And thank you, Laura, for coming back to visit me and to do a LGBTQ episode. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. Make sure (laughs) to check out our show notes at www.tbplofftheshelf.com. Follow us all social medias at tbpl. All that good stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. And we'll see you in two weeks. Happy Pride. Bye. Bye. Bye.